All right. How's it going, Lee? Buona sera, Gabriel. Como stai? You know as about the ha ha I can't do it as good as you. Nobody has as about I can't do it. We are back. Oh we're, oh, we're back. All right. We're back, but we're facing each other. What does that mean? Like we're not back to back. Like this is a standoff? We're standing. Yeah, we're going to we're going to fire on three, this I guess. way too hostile for me. Sorry. Come in and blaze and um I like your sticker on your phone right there. Is that for Dilla de los Muertos? Oh, is it? Isn't it? That's the that's the style. Is it like a a brand of or like a sticker you bought from somewhere? I got my Mexican points back up because of that go. sticker. There you go. Uh, like five points. Actually, a coworker gave me that last year. I think it was. It's nice. I like it. I like it. It's cool. I think it's it's a it's a cool style. I I just put I like putting stickers on my phone, my black phone case, because it's kind of easier to identify. You know, especially at night or. Well, are you, are you expecting to get a call one day and you have to go and ident- identify your phone because it was murdered? Yes. <laughs> they murdered my phone. Sir, um, can you identify your phone? Yes, that's my phone. That's no? Was that dramatic? I mean, it can be for some people. Have you ever lost a phone? Have I ever lost a phone? Yes. I have too, in public. Wow. I didn't freak out. No? No. It's kind of what it is. Kind of, it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's a weird feeling. Oh, whoa. That was weird. It's a weird feeling. Be- it was like a hiccup? What was I, it? Yeah, kind of oh. weird. It's a weird feeling because you um, you feel like you're you're going to get violated, you know, because you just expect. Because, you know, obviously our phones have, in some sense have become extensions of ourselves. You know who, what I mean? Who said that? Um, different people, you know. Sounds, tech- it sounds like some commie gobbledygook. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a commie told me that. He said, your phone is an extension of who you are as a person. No, no, wasn't that, uh, what's his name? South African weirdo. Elon. Elon Musk? Didn't he say something about that? I think that he did. Our our own data is is essentially a part of our consciousness. Yeah, I think it was him, yeah. We're interfacing with Because like AI online. and integration, yeah. Yeah, because of his, uh, uh, what's his name, that link thing? It's a uh, Neuralink. Yeah, he wants to connect your brain to the internet. And then what we a can nerd. talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, right? Except he smokes weed, so he's cool. And his kid is like a weird alphabet. A, X, E, plus Y. Well, I don't say weird. It's just very unique. Well, how does, did he, he never even said how it's pronounced, right? I don't think he, no. I think he might, I don't remember. I think it was, the question was, Whatever, do how, what did you, it, how did it, how did it, you get that name. Do what you want. I don't care. Yeah. I mean. Name, eh. name your kids. How you please. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. That's that's cool, I guess, for her. Cool story, bro. Yeah. So uh, we're going to attempt to. A second attempt. Our second attempt to get into rule three. We did a pump fake last week. Yeah. It was. Bah, and then the the CB, the CB, the cornerback. Flinched and then the receiver went. He flinched too much. Yeah, and then he. It was a, a penalty. It was a. a pass. It, it was a offensive foul. It was a shake and bake. A shake and bake. Nice. Have you ever had Shake Shack? Is that what it's called? The burger place. Yeah. Yeah. It's from Chicago, I believe. Uh, I Chicago. don't know where exactly. I know it's East Coast. I thought it was New York, but maybe you're right. 
Is it Shake Shack, I believe? There's yeah, Shake Shack. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think they're from Chicago. First had it in uh, Vegas and then in D.C. What? There's one in, uh, I believe, Buena Park. So oh, this is you before. don't have to go all the this way over bef- there. Sir, this was before all that. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's different. Uh, I know people are very uh, zealous when it comes to their burgers and who has the best burger and like yeah the In and Out versus the they always do habit. that why why do they always do that on Twitter and it's always In and Out hate yeah because they know In and Out's reign reign supreme as though like all the other burgers are the best ever it's just a burger a, of course homemade burgers are the best there's no doubt yeah, about on that the grill. have you ever made a burger like home homemade like got the ground beef got your Using, ingredients using propane and propane accessories yeah yes sir that's the only way to do it no they're 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 pretty good at home yeah so pump fake right pop pop and then we threw the ball and then we fumbled and it was scoop and score it was a play action and um if you don't know we're referencing foot american football and foods and foods that's good very american of us and burgers come on kidding me shake shack Bunch of gross American pigs. Gosh, we must be like capitalist, capitalist scum. You capital, you caps, <laughs> you anarch, you anco capers, anco cap, and caps, and caps. It sounds like a and and caps. Like, yeah, we sell uh, tires and caps. Money's bad. <laughs> do do bad or no bad or something like that, right? No, uh, no do. Where are you getting all these from? The NPC voices of, of the one-dimension thinkers? Yeah. Well, because they're one-dimension thinkers, they don't have time to process these words and, and full sentences. So they're, and they're in a hurry to, you know, combat injustices on the internet. With one-dimensional one yeah. thinking. Okay, have we, even, have we even explored that idea? What's the idea? We're fighting people on the internet. With, yeah. With, they have bad ideas, we have bad ideas. But what's actually getting done? A whole lot of nothing. Nothing, right? Yep. Because didn't we talk about this last week regarding um, casting down pearls? No, 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 no. no. Oh, did we did we talk about it in the podcast? I don't remember. Anyways, remember it had to do with uh, yeah. <laughs> like get, you're, you're like you're seeing I'm like it there and i'm like yeah. gabriel where are you at <laughs> i'm like hold on let me get there like <laughs> it's all in your head but i'll like, get there don't you get it <laughs> <laughs> no it was a uh, yeah casting down imaginations and submitting them to the authority of christ and how that we was over like, uh either text or uh direct messages in yeah, instagram i but, remember that yeah but remember we were like yeah that's what that's essentially what's going on on the internet you're you're interacting with people oh, it was twitter Yes, Twitter. yes. We're, you're interacting. We're interacting with people sometimes with really bad ideas, and sometimes these ideas, their origins are very dark, right? From dark places and dark well it, beings. Without necessarily prescribing good or bad, let's let's just say um, misinformed from our perspective, and that in turn leads to it being a bad idea. Would that be fair? Some people call it insidious. Very insidious. Yeah. Because I think in order for it to, I would I would argue the bad idea is the fruit of the inception, the seed. So it's like, is that too is that too meta and philosophical? No, I've seen Inception. 
We're we're in the third <laughs> dream right now. Okay. Not in the plane anymore. Nope. We're in the mind of the minds. Okay, here we go. You know what I'm saying? South Park. Here we go. You see that one? No. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I have I'm not very versed in the they, they, they went all in on that one. They did it. <laughs> I feel like I'm missing out on on uh, South Park. I really am. It's just, I mean, it's not just South Park. I mean, it's the Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. Sometimes Family, Family Guy. Guy. Yeah. yeah. It's just making making light of the reality that is human interaction behaviors and our perceptions of what is and what isn't. And it's a beautiful thing. We need it. Satire, comedy. Yep. Unless you um, just listen or go for an SNL to get that. Because that's kind of similar, right? Because they're kind of doing the I, same I, thing. Well, they used to, it used to be more along those lines. Yeah. yeah. But now they can't upset. Actually, um, speaking of Bill Burr. Right. His whole, <laughs> his, his, his whole monologue was about cancel culture, how it's ridiculous. And, and then they prove his point by trying to cancel him. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's such a, and he even said himself, I'm probably going to get canceled for this. And it's not like he's some like conservative guy either. Like, Far from it, if mm-hmm. anything. Like, he's not anywhere near conservative principles. And so, I'm like... And you could tell how comfortable they were. Mm. Like, you can sense, like, they're like, oh, boy. And, and that's him That's him going at, like, 35, 40 oh, miles per hour. Oh, sure. Like, compared to what he, <laughs> what he usually says. He's still stage. in his room. Like, yeah. he hasn't even got out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> he's Everyone's like big mad he's like checking his twitter account like just <laughs> whatever this is just like throwaway stuff for him yeah that that was not that was like injury level he's just kind of like you know light softball here we go pop-ups pop, yeah pop flies yeah that was i mean that's like richie uh, ricky Devarius, right the same kind of idea they both were trying to poke fun of the Kind of like in the audience in a the sense. The elephant in the room? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Like, But they knew, ironically, so they knew, they know the audience, right? And I think that they're going for the audience. And Dave Chappelle did the same thing with um, Sticks and Stones, I believe. Mm-hmm. When in the beginning, he's like, I'm going to do impersonation. I think it was Sticks and Stones. Yeah. And he's like going to impersonate people or do impersonations. And he's like, that's you. That's you guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. about like, oh, if you say something that I don't like, and if it's 20 years later, like, you're done. And then if we don't like it twenty years from now, yeah. So he he, they're all saying the same thing, and it's it's funny because the I I went back to that video of um uh, Ben Affleck when he was when, Sam, when he offended Sam Harris or sorry, when, when Sam Harris was him, on excuse me. and on Bill Maher's show and real time with Bill Maher, and they were talking about his new book, which was like. About meditation, right? Nothing had to do with uh, Islam or Muslims or anything Sam like that. Sam did a book on meditation? Yeah, he's big on meditation. He has a meditation app. What? He's all about meditation and spirituality for whatever reason. I don't know if he calls it spirituality, but he's all about uh, meditation, ironically. Wow, mind blown. Yeah. If you try to connect those dots. It's confusing. Atheist, right? Hello. So, what? But he believes in meditation. Huh. How dare you? Yeah. He's 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 so smart and atheist that he discovered meditation and realized the benefits of it. But there's no God. Huh? One <laughs> D thinker. I mean, as smart as he is on that's, that topic, that's it's one, a one D. That's one D. Yeah. Not to say that we're 
you know, we don't have PhDs and he does, but that doesn't mean he's necessarily more intelligent. Perhaps, you know, anyways, let's not it's get it. It's just a different school of thought. I'm arguing myself over here. Yeah. It's just a different school of thought. That's all it is. But I was watching it and Bill Maher made the point that we need to uphold liberal principles of free speech and freedom of religion and, you know, what we all, which is what we all believe in as Americans, right? <laughs> and then what happens? Republicans, they're they're just Christians. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo. <laughs> But as soon as you look into it, family values, family morals. He's like, I didn't know all that. I thought they were just trying to control me. The t- I thought the church was just trying to control me when I was young. I didn't know anything when I was when I was young. Exactly my <laughs> point, which was I was trying to make earlier. Ay, ay, ay. But isn't that uh, is that Aristotle, Socrates, who said that? Aristotle. Oh, Aristotle. <laughs> who is Aristotle? <laughs> He's a Greek guy. He's a Greek. Eric Stottle? The Greek Mexican guy. <laughs> Eric? Eric Stottle. Wasn't it Aristotle? Maybe it was Socrates. All I know is that I know nothing. I believe it was Aristotle. Mm-hmm. Which is, 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 isn't it oxymoronic? Is that the word? Because that means you know something? Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it oxymoron? I think he was just being a very humble individual. Well, okay. It's funny because people always ask me, what's your favorite philosopher and blah, 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 right? And I always would say, because I don't really remember much, I would always say Descartes because he said, I think, therefore I am. Mm. And it sounds super simplistic and it's like, uh, duh. But think about it, right? Like, what does that really mean? I know I know nothing. I think, therefore I am. Mm-hmm. Two different philosophers, but the same idea. What about um, if you see a fork in the road, just pick it up? There you go. Well, that was Pancho Villa, right? <laughs> Se mira una cuchara. How do you say it? Cucha? Cuchara? <laughs> it sounds funny in Spanish, actually. Oh, I spit. Actually, if you say Bro, dude, that's supposed to be spitting corona. right now. <laughs> Coronavirus. Oh, my God. It's off the rails. We said give it three or five minutes. The car's over the cliff and the car's on fire. We said, <laughs> Is this <crashed>. California? <laughs> they wanted to get rid of gas cars, so they just started burning them and throwing them off cliffs. <laughs> this is California. <laughs> oh, you're thinking about it right now? <laughs> I'm just saying that they would totally do they that. They should. Okay, hey, if you're listening, which yeah, it's okay if you're not, we just wrote you an episode. All right, I'm trying to collect myself. <laughs> and then and then he says, "No pos." No, tú sabes. Tú sabes. That's a that's la neta. <laughs> that's a TikTok video. We should do like Latino philosophers. Yo pienso. Pues tú sabes. Es que la cosa es que. <laughs> Ooh. That's atrocious. Yeah, it's okay. This is this is a podcast, folks. This is what you get. This is this is this is the reality of it. You know what I mean? And it's important. No, sorry. Go ahead with your with your philosophizing. I don't even know what we're talking about. The differences between I think, therefore, I am versus all I know is that I know nothing. Yeah. So okay, okay. So I was thinking about that, or right now, right? 
trying to. So if I think, therefore I am, and all I know is I know nothing. So they kind of like contradict one another in a sense, right? So how can you say I think, therefore I am, but also I, all I know is I know nothing? They're, well, I see it as they're being conscious of two different things. Right. Okay. There you go. One of being and Actually, one of they knowledge. they don't necessarily contradict because no, they don't. they're both stating uh, a fact of that by thinking, by being a being that thinks, you can conclude that you are, um, you are an exist. You are you exist. You, you can't exist. you can't deny your own existence, right? So that's I think I I think therefore I am. So it's a form of. Uh, Self-recognition. Yeah, exactly. And then all, all I know is I know nothing is, um, I mean, obviously it's, 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 it's humility. It's also realizing that there's so much to know. Right. And which is everything. The things that you know versus the things that you don't know. Right. They can't compare. So they, yeah, they don't contradict because you can say that I, I think I'm thinking. So then I kind of like self-realize, realize. realize it's a self um, realization, realization, self, yeah, real self prophecy, or I don't know. How you and then say that's it. When, and then you, that's when you get uh, really complicated when people start saying, "Well, what if we live in a simulation, man, and none of this right. is real?" Yeah, which which c- could be possible. We're all living in the matrix, man. Because there is the um, the Turing test. No, is that the Turing? Is that the language? The Turing test. No. No, there's a turn. Okay, so the train test is different. Um, that was more about language and decoding things and whatnot. But then there's another one that talks about there's a machine and it's it's the ontological argument, I believe, about um, how we're controlled. There's a if you imagine like a computer, there's a matrix, and they're they're pushing and pulling, mm-hmm. and there's buttons and whatnot. I forget the argument, but. They're basically saying that's what it is, as like that's the uh, simulation, which I don't know if that's reality or not. I mean, you can think what you want, right? But okay, so what I was going to say is that the simulation could be because we are beings with the soul, that our souls are our true selves, right? Mm-hmm. The image of God, made in the image of God and likeness. The man's nucleus. The man's nucleus, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you can say that because this is not our permanent home, it technically could be a simulation. That's what the Bible says. Ooh. Um, what was I going to say? Spoiler alert. So, yeah, that's that's exactly the point, right? Is that, And it's so funny how people don't even realize what they're saying without, like, without even, you know, thinking too 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 two degrees further right it's just kind of like they stop they're two steps behind yeah and they don't they don't take their their arguments or their um views further than that it's kind of like ah well that's enough this is a simulation and that's as far as i'm gonna go or i met i like to meditate and that's as far as i'm gonna go you know i want to um i don't know we want to bring social justice so ah Social justice? Social justice. Even though there's no such thing as that because there's only justice, right? It's either justice or it's not, whether it happens socially or economically, it's still justice or not. So that's my two cents.
and a quarter. <laughs> yes, that's where uh, perspective has a lot, a lot to do with it, and experience and understanding. But I think that's that's one of the arguments, right? That's going on right now politically and socially is that we're using the same words, but we're defining them differently. We're not speaking the same language here. Right. So it's not really going anywhere. The tension is just building up because people are just frustrated one way or another. And you see it even we were just talking about the the Supreme Court um, nomination hearing and confirmation with the uh, ACB. And, and it's like, yeah, like these these are two different ideas to different political philosophies clashing mm -hmm. because their understanding or interpretation of a, a 240 year old document uh yeah they have a different way of applying it within the law which i was told as a um are which are secular laws apparently and that have no um influence on our religious views apparently um which is mind-boggling if you ask me i don't know how you reconcile that understanding of it because at some point you're gonna have to abide by secular laws i mean do you do you draw the speed limit do you not um i don't know park when a street streeper day on the street you know those are secular laws but people still listen to them that's besides the point i'm just a little like confused about that no, but I was going to uh, attempt to at least tie in rule three a little bit because I think if we think if, okay, I said think twice. Oh, wait, I exist. Hello. Hey, mm -hmm. how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> you got into the matrix now. I totally you hit did. the third wall I went, or the fourth I, wall. I just smacked dab right there in the face. So if we think about our political um, divide, turmoil, tensions and unrest unrest um and i think about this this rule of making friends with those who want the best for you mm. it would make sense that in in this context that if we did have those sorts of friendships that we would be able to transcend anything as relates to you know our views and whatnot we would be able to at least you know, treat one another with, you know, the humanity that we all deserve, with the respect that we all deserve. But also, I think a lot of the changes that we do want to see have to happen or are best accomplished when we are in relationship and we do trust whomever we're in relationship with, right? So obviously our families first and foremost, but then our friends are that second layer. They are our extended community. And so if we're just bickering at one another and we're clashing and we don't see eye to eye, well, does that lead to, you know, um, ill feelings towards one another and, and you want to see the other person not succeed? Well, then that doesn't necessarily help with the overarching goal of progressing our society to be able to alleviate the injustices and the oppression that we do see, right? There's a lot of um, issues that we, that are happening, but if we can't repair the relationships, if we can't be in relationship to one another in a in a way that's 
meaningful to both parties, well, then we're still going to continue dealing with our societal issues, right? Does that make sense? They're, it, not, they're not just going to go away. Right. Because you, you have to. There's other people in the world that you have to deal with. And if you're not doing your best to overcome whatever differences that you may have, and perhaps even the byproduct of doing anything productive and meaningful, perhaps even if it's a, with the person you don't agree with, is developing a, a, a relationship and a friendship. I think that would be ideal, right? Even if, again, you don't see eye to eye on everything. And I think that's important. And I think that's something that I've at least attempted to do. You know what I mean? There's a, a handful of friendships or people that I've been friends with, many you know, that I don't necessarily talk with now, but that looking back, we did not necessarily agree on everything or would have if we really delved into things like, politically and whatnot but we but normally people don't really talk about those sort of topics you know what i mean like you go and you're gonna go and like uh, hang out at a restaurant or you know go somewhere you're just gonna hang out you're just gonna live life you're not gonna talk about whatever it is that's happening around it's kind of like you you become immersed in whatever it is you're doing that moment or that day so it's like in a sense those friendships and relationships make everything else irrelevant right especially when we're in a really good you know obviously if we're both married if we're we're both kind of in sync with our partners and our wives and we're doing everything we can like there's so many other things that just kind of go away to the wayside Mm -hmm. and and it it gets to a point where then we don't really have the time or energy to deal with whatever is out there. But the minute that whatever is happening out there infringes or gets in our way, well, then that's when you start to get, you know, whatever the case may be, activism or um, a little bit more of a, of a disgruntled population or society. And it seems like that's happened, happened more and more. Or it has begun to happen more and more. I don't know if that any of that made sense, but I'm just kind of trying have, to figure this out. Have you heard that saying in Spanish that says, Dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres? Yes. Okay. So, essentially, tell me who you're with and I'll tell you who you are. Right. And that's pretty accurate about who your friends are, who you associate yourself with, who you... Uh, ultimately choose to right to befriend to communicate with to have communion with to uh, befriend and do life share life together and I think it's that's a that's just a reality of life that we're always even in that sense we're always making judgment calls as far as who you're spending your time with what are you doing and yeah, even, I mean, it makes sense why you're going to discuss your interests with the people that you, you share ideas with or that you share commonalities with. Yeah. So I think that's like in the big picture thinking, um, thinking in that sense, why the country is divided because 
there are two prominent sides that want to do things differently. And sometimes their their views of each other are they're not friendly, right? We're, they're adversaries and I think that we're we're bearing what we're seeing is it's bearing fruit of of that very thing. That yeah. There are people that want to divide and they don't want to be under the same roof anymore. They want a divorce. What is it? A house divided cannot stand? That's Abraham Lincoln quoting Jesus. Yes. And I think we're starting to see that division within this household we call the United States. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are definitely different interests and different, um, what is it? I guess you could say uh, principalities that are energies or going at it. powers that are influencing that divide. And that's, and that's I guess, one criticism, right, of, of Donald Trump. It's that he's not a leader who's uniting our country. He's just going about it his way or right with his supporters, and that's it. So he's not – that's why the, the whole thing with – not my president. Was that before too? Were people saying that with Obama? I don't remember exactly. I don't remember that. But that, that, I know that became a thing with Trump. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, I mean, it makes sense. And that's in, in that way of, of analyzing it, right? That we don't want to be friends with each other. We want to do things differently in our own way. And whatever that might entail, you know, after that, after it's said and done, but um, let me throw this changing top, topics really quick. Going into the whole French, the ideas of friendships. Uh, this is a quote attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt. Maybe I'm sure maybe you've heard it. It it goes: Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Oof. Get him. So I don't know if if she came up with it or. Whatever. It's pretty good. It's pretty telling, of, like I said, about um, who your friends are. Because I think people have these discussions, but with different people. Because yeah. you're just some people you're just not that close with, and so you're not going to, uh, what's the word, divulge? Div- 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 yeah, divulge. You're not going to express certain viewpoints or certain ideas because it's not going to be appreciated. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than doing, than saying something that you think is interesting and then it falls, it's like a dud. falls on uh, deaf ears. Oh my gosh, it's happened. But I mean, that's I mean, that's very appropriate to the idea of of okay. We when you were describing the, our friends and and how you said there's family and then there's close friendships and then there's friendships and then there's like acquaintances, right? Like there's there's this that scope is is widening, but as it widens. It's it's the, there's distance there. Yeah. So you're not going to be able to, you know, discuss fatherhood with somebody that you don't know. You don't know what their opinion is about. I mean, you can, but if you if you're seeking advice, if you're seeking like a meaningful conversation on a subject, you would you're probably going to go to somebody that you respect, somebody that you trust, somebody that's going to you know, steer you in the right direction, so to speak. So it's funny. It's in the m- micro and it's in the macro that 
we've kind of lost sight of where our boundaries are and you know so then would you say that in in order to limit our exposure to i don't know someone like in a sense like exposing ourselves to someone right limiting that exposure we want to kind of be more mindful of who we're sharing what with or well right with. it wasn't that long ago that a social norm was you don't discuss religion politics or money with people that you don't that you don't that you're not right. very familiar with out in public right especially whether, at work whether that's work whether that's like i said acquaintances there's just some some things in order to keep the peace so to speak you know, sometimes you never found out who so and so voted for. Right. Yeah. Like that wasn't uh, that wasn't a social like that wasn't socially acceptable to to bring up. Do you think that's in a sense like that's like uh, like kind of like outdated? Like as in it's it may be a good thing that we do. Well, look at the alternative. Look at we are discussing these things now. Look what look what's happening. Yeah, that's true. I'm not saying we can't dis- have these discussions. You just you need to be aware or mindful of who you're having these discussions with. Yeah, see, that's the problem, right? Well, that's what Peterson says, right? He says you if you're a weightlifter, you don't compete with people who aren't weightlifters. Yep. You go and compete and compete with people that are in your weight class because that's, that's you're yeah. not going to challenge yourself. You're not going to gain anything from working out with somebody who runs co- cross country, right? No, somebody, that's a good example, yeah. Somebody who's not a weightlifter, it, it, that's pretty pointless. So do you think that that's the, it's possibly that's what we're dealing with, right? Is that we've got well, yeah. different com- competitions happening and it's kind of like we've merged them all into just this idea of. Well, we I guess we think that we can go about life. And you, like, like you can just talk to anybody about, you know, certain subjects, just anybody. And you're going to have a meaningful conversation. I mean, that's what Twitter is. That's what, you know, the comment sections are. A lot of times people don't know what you're talking about. They have no context for your background, your experience, what you studied, what you've read, what you've looked into. Yep. And you're trying to have a meaningful conversation. And it's hard to do. It's... It, People just don't have the capacity for certain things, right? They don't have a, 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 a they don't have the, their threshold is not stand up to being able to talk about really complex ideas. I mean, they can, right? Like, isn't that rule? Uh, what rule is that? Assume the person that you're speaking to knows something you don't. Um, we can look that up right now. Okay, so that okay, so that frame of mind would go into not talking about religion, finances, or or uh, politics, right? Because there's a, in other words, there's a respect there. That would be rule nine. Okay, so there's a does that that frame of mind or that reference is is a, in essence, it's the respect to yourself to that person and to your your interaction your time you don't want to make a scene but now it's like yeah make a scene everywhere you go right so whether it's a meaningful conversation or not make a scene yeah that's that's 
it's, it's the same kind of um, mo across the board. Doesn't matter who it is, mm-hmm. and everyone does it. Yeah, what are you trying to accomplish at that point? We, I mean, we and we do it for the most frivolous things. Is LeBron the greatest of all time, or is he not? Right. Yeah. That, actually, that's funny because we were talking about that the other day when we were watching the the NBA Finals, and my brother in law was joking by saying like, "Oh, LeBron's way better than MJ." And I'm like, what are you talking about? MJ's way better. And it's just like, I don't know if he was serious or not, but it was just, you know, we're going back and forth on it. But then to kind of take that um, example further, it's like, what metrics are you using? Right. Are we, def- do you are de- we defining things ex- exactly the same right. or not? Yeah. What's, what do you, what do you mean by better? Yeah. there's a lot of like, it's the whole, the, the whole issue that we're having right now when they're changing definitions and everyone's expected to understand what's politically correct, what isn't. Right. So then what happens when you change the definitions? Well, then now you change the meaning of that word and how it interacts with the sentence and the paragraph and, you know, everything else that the definition um, entails. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you've you've changed language to something that is to not suit your agenda, to suit your that, needs. Yep. It's unrecognizable. And now you've changed You've changed the landscape under from uh, without any uh, regard for what the consequences are, or any regard for what. Well, because other people well, are gonna how they're gonna see it. Because language is fluid and it does change, right? But it, I guess it is a bit off-putting when it changes by force. Yeah, if it happens naturally, like you know, people of color versus colored people, right? I mean, that was a natural progression. And um, black people started to use, um, I guess, the Dif- N-word. Different words. Yeah. Right? To mean, to they kind of like, if you want to say it this way, they co-opted it to be something that they can use versus like other people. Well, they essentially, they took possession of a word right. that was used to denigrate them. Right. Yeah. And so they, they made decided. it their own. They redefined it. Right. But no one else has really done that if you think about it. What do you mean? Like in this country? Like, I mean, I guess you could say, general. like, I know people, like, women have called their female friends, like, um, female dogs mm-hmm. to each other. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the same thing. But, I mean, we do that in a sense, right? We kind of rag on one another. Especially, like, guys, right, in the, like, in the locker room. And especially if you're in sports, you get a lot of that, like, riffraff and all that kind of talk or construction or anything like hard labor you get a lot of that as well i think peterson talked about it in, in one of his rules about someone that came in with a pail uh a lunch pail and they all made fun of him and he couldn't handle it and he left mm-hmm. kind of that whole the whole idea but yeah it's um you couldn't hang yeah you just couldn't hang and it's just it's it's i don't know it's weird because I mean, we need that in a sense. We need that. We need that edge to like poke at each other enough, you know, to to kind of I don't know, just keep things fresh and keep our keep one another on our toes. If not, then it's like you just get upset at everything, and now you're looking for something to demonize or looking for someone to punish. I don't know. It's, it's well. Because I, th- I think what we're referring to is, like you said, not necessarily the locker room mentality, but it's definitely prevalent with males. 
Right. Right. Adult, yeah. adult well not even adult males, but it, young boys are the same way. They tease each other, call each other names. But I mean that has I don't know what it has I guess it has, it has its origins in in tribalism? No. It I just see it like yeah, like that's just building camaraderie. That's that's like wasn't it Peterson who also said that be being able to handle the teasing or the hazing in some in some sense, that's your rite of passage. Right. Yeah. That's how they're going to know whether you're one of us or you're not. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was done, right, when it came to uh, young men uh, transitioning mm-hmm. from adolescence so, to adulthood and, and, and civilian being life to, to being a GI. Yeah, you you have to you have to be. A challenge to integrate yourself in the society, right? I think that's the the premise in in a sense of like you go from the the individual and you're integrating into like if you want to say the collective of of the society, right? So you kind yeah. of put yourself under that submission. That's what the that's what they do in boot camp, right? They they bring everybody, to, everybody, all the cadets. They bring them all together and. The central focus or the cent the center of their anguish and and hate is all concentrated in the drill instructor or the drill sergeants. Yep. Mm-hmm. They yell at you. They scream. They torture you. And they, they do that to everybody. Well, not torture, but they definitely put you through a lot of un- uncomfortable. But they do that to everybody. So you're all being brought down a peg, and you're equally being right? oppressed. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, equally. And you're going to form these bonds together. Yeah, right? So you, they, they're they putting you under immense pressure and pain, I guess, right? Being very... You're, you're Emotionally, be very psychologically, And what happens? You get strong. The point is to make you stronger, yeah. And you, you, you build those bonds, and they're a lot more uh, fulfilling or, or meaningful, if it were. Yeah, a lot of these guys are, they're, when they come out of it, they're friends forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's such a it's such a it's like a it's counterintuitive, right? You would think the opposite. If it's like, hey, we we've been successful, we run a business together, and hey, like we're we're good friends. But 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 then the opposite, right? The minute something goes wrong, you snap at each other, you point fingers at each other, and you're you have a fallout, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if you've come to like a lot of times, I don't know if you if. This ever happened to you? Because I don't. I didn't really fight, but especially boys, right? If they fight, whatever, for whatever reason, and then at the end of the day, the next day, whatever it is, they're like best friends. Yeah, that's that's something. I don't know if I brought it up to you, but that was like an understanding I had with some of my friends, close my closest friends growing up, was that I could be really like upset at you. We could have had we could have just a heated, really heated argument, or like you said, fisticuffs, what have you, and then, and then you know, little time passes, and then it's, hey, do you guys want to go out to eat? Right. Like, yeah. Okay, we all jump in the car, or we're gone. Yeah, I think uh, I came to that understanding very quickly growing up. Yeah, it's a whole different mentality, and and I think, I mean, if if we could, I mean, obviously that's eat, that's done, that's. I would say easily accomplished, right? In a sense, when it comes to like your, you know, individual relationships, 
But on the grand scale, I don't know if well, that's, that's even possible. Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying about having these circles, right? Your inner circle, you, you, they're going to they're gonna see you exactly for what you are. You can't really hide. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. There's, there's a lot harder to hide things. And, and I guess it's a testament to trust, to friendship, to, right? to being, being honest. Like that's going to carry that, those moments of conflict. Right? That, yeah. That's going to carry through all that. And it, I mean, I guess you can apply that to marriage too. Right. Because it has to mean something to both of you. Yeah. It has to mean enough to, to make it worth the while. Because if to it's not, then it's it. not a fight. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why we were saying a few episodes ago, right? Like, how do you, like, I tell my, my guy friends, like, that's how you know you're in love. Like, that's how you know it's. It's actual. It's an actual relationship because you fight. Because the opposite of love is not hate. It's just completely. Um, what do you say? It? How do you say it? Like complete um, irregard or what is it? Disregard for that person. You no longer care. You don't go. You, your emotions don't move. You know, left or right. It's kind of like indifference. Yeah, it's total indifference. Indifference. There you go. That's the word. I'm just here for the kids. Yeah. Mentality. Yep. Versus I'm emotionally reacting to something because I intimately care about you and care about this. So I'm going to have a visceral reaction in a sense and get upset and be animated and, you know, you do your thing. And then it's like, you know, why did you put the milk wrong in the fridge? (laughs) How did you put the milk the wrong? It goes on the door shelf, not on the glass. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to put in the middle and at the top or, you know, that kind of thing. Because it's colder in the back. (laughs) It freezes up top. <laughs> Don't you know? And, you know, those little those little bickery moments. And it, it gets to a point where that happens, right? It happens in our relationships and it's just part of the deal. It's going to happen. But how do we get through that is, is what's going to set that relationship apart versus others. You know, is it, is this worth, is this relationship worth salvaging? Is it worth uh, maintaining in a sense, right? Is there value that you bring to one another? At least that's the hope, especially in the marriages. Um, you know, and that's yeah, and that's visible. Like we're just talking about the U.S. and the divide, and that's visible in the cultures of different, you know, states or different cities. Because in New York, everybody is very op- like, they're very outspoken, right? They're going to tell you if if you're act if, when people are acting up out in public, right? You know they're going to call you a bum. You need to you know you need to get you need to get this thing going. You're a bum. Like get out of the way. Whereas in California, it's not Cali. Cali. We don't talk to each other. We don't see. We don't make eye contact. We're not you know super friendly. Yeah, we're kind of just if, cold and indifferent. Even if it's just like a hello. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. No, we do, we barely do that. It's like it's asking too much. <laughs> well, I will say that sometimes, you know, despite what people may think, I, I sort of am or can be like introverted. You know, I don't know if you ever had these thoughts where like, ah, like, I don't want to talk to somebody right now. I don't know if you ever had that feeling. Or that yes, thought. of course. I'm like that a You're lot. Like all day, <laughs> except like, for the three hours on the pod. I'm like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like laziness or if it's just no. what what is that well, i don't know what it is well i can i can only speak for myself but uh that's 
inherent with introverts, right? That if you go to an event, a party or a gathering, what have you, they at some point you get emotionally drained, yeah, psychologically, mentally drained, and literally it affects you physically. And so you need to step out. You step out of the environment and kind of decompress and do your thing, and then you get you recharge your batteries. Whereas extroverts are the complete opposite; they get energy when they're amongst other people and social butterflies. Yeah, yeah. Because I a lot of times when I go to like a let's say a conference or whatever, I don't know some something right. Whereas a lot of people, I will always just kind of like sit back and just observe. I won't interact too much you know what i mean i'm not afraid to have a conversation with somebody mm-hmm. i mean over time you get more comfortable with that but it's just that i just i don't know i don't i'm not like very proactive about that approach and you know talking to people and whatnot i think it's just personality you just like you said you're you observe first and then you'll you'll make a comment then you'll speak to whatever i'm looking around like are any commies in here any the situation commies? requires yeah you know you want to you want to watch out the commies, cause they'll get you. They'll get you. They're like a scorpion. They got the little stinger in the back. Ooh, you know what I mean with the frog. Come on now, the stinger and the frog. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so you know it's it's just different approaches. We have different personalities, but how do we how do we get through the conflicts and the different personalities? Well. A little insight here. We need to talk to one another. That would be a good thing. Like I was saying, yeah, there there has to be a a communal set of rules or an understanding that there is a there's decorum. There's, decorum, there's, see. There's a form to how we are interacting and how right, like it's a like I guess one of those social mishaps or I don't know what you'd call it. Inappropriateness? No. Dang it. I what do you mean? Like, word. in terms of like... A, a social no-no. Oh. Outside um, of the social norm. Would it be asking... Uh, not like a taboo, but... Taboo. No, not a taboo. Just... A no-no. Unappreciated. A social no-no. Social no-no. Socially... So maybe people are socially inept or socially uh, underdeveloped. Infringement? For example, like, what, what big one is asking somebody what... What their salary is. Hey, Lee. What's your salary? <laughs> it's what I make. Ooh, that's a good answer, actually. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. It's what I make, bro. How much How much do you make? Oh, it's my salary. <sighs> no, but do you get what I'm saying, though? Because that's, that's, that's one of the ones that's like, uh, I don't know about that one. Like, why, I will say I do not ask. mind. When people ask you? Nope. Anybody? Care. Yep, anybody. Like, do you, when you, when you let them know, or when they ask, do you say it in a sense of like, and then like you're expecting like, okay, yeah. you figured this out. So now where, what's your what exit strategy from, from yeah. yeah. And I, I and, and I like to point out, you know, are you talking about gross or were you talking about take home? Like, what are we talking about here? You know, you got to just now, be. No, is that just because you're entertaining the thought or like you really don't care? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's fine. I don't mean doesn't mean much, you know what I mean? I always I always tell people all the time like how much I started making when I came out of college, nine dollars an hour. Hello for having a bachelor's. Figure that out. But you know, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'll get. I guess because I never really. I don't really make a lot of money, so like, I have no reason. I don't know if that that's a reason. Also, is like, oh, like I'm embarrassed about how much I make, or mm-hmm. like, you know, I I I just never. Like I always thought, like but that's what, not part of your equation of status of people competing. Yeah, you know? because you don't know what people do with that money. Do they give? Do they? Right. You know what? What bills do they have to pay? Like that money doesn't really mean anything. The amount, at least, because you don't know where where it's going. And right, I mean, that's what I would. Well, this this I is, think about it too much. This, but this is where the Dave. Some people make two hundred thousand dollars a year, and they live paycheck to paycheck. Ramsey's going to come in. Right, exactly. <laughs> you can. <laughs> I know I said it's stuff stuff that you had to put a lot in there. Yeah. But no, that's what he says, right? That there's people that they're they're quote unquote well off, but at the same time they're living paycheck to paycheck because. They're uh, mismanaging money. Yeah, that's called a triple M. Triple M, mismanaging money. I made that up right now in the moment. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. But so, I think I I think I get it. You know, what I mean, like it's it's one of those things that, yeah. What is that word? But it's essentially it's like inappropriate, right? It's just inappropriate to to talk about these things. But then, would you also say that? Depending on the relationship or the context of the conversation, it's totally well, fine. Yeah, like like one. I don't know if you experienced this one. Um, you guys are two years, three years marriage. You and Monica. Wow, would you ask me that right now on the record? <laughs> <laughs> you can always edit this. No, yeah, two, we're gonna be two years in. Uh, okay, May eighteenth. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you love? My wife. <laughs> Her. I'm with her. <laughs> the girl. The girl. <laughs> the lady. The mother of my child. <laughs> no, but I don't know if you if you guys experienced this, but during your um during your engagement and even an after wedding date, people asking you how much you spent on your wedding. Or how much you spent on this part of the wedding or that or mm. I don't know if you guys experienced that. Uh I don't think we did. No, no. Okay, so we had a really small, small wedding. Okay, so the way I kind of, well, the way I kind of approached it was, it's not offensive to ask me that, but at the same time, context matters, right? So is it somebody that I know is going to get married soon? Is it somebody that I know was proposing, you know, in the near future, and they kind of was just picking my brain? They were like trying to gather ideas. Then yeah, I'm not gonna be a jerk. I'm not. I want to be you know helpful and and give them like some insight of like yeah, yeah this is what you should expect for your cake or the reception ven- uh, venue or whatever whatever it was that you know or maybe you know sometimes I, yeah we we didn't have that in our wedding yeah we, that wasn't part of our um, program or what have you for the reception. There's one actually um, I know probably a little bit more for women that aren't comfortable with people asking, are you guys trying to have a kid or when are you guys going to have a kid or things like that? Yeah. That's another one that asking a woman, her age, asking a woman, her weight, that, yeah. Yeah. Her dress size. Mm-hmm. How, do, some, how do I look in this dress, honey? Fabulous. That's a loaded question that shouldn't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, um, how do you think you look? <laughs> Is that what you say, Lee? What do I say? I always just say the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
No, I, I, I just tell her I like how you look. I like how you look. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say I married you, didn't you? Didn't I? <laughs> I'm here, aren't I? That's a that's I'm a, here, aren't I? That's a George Lopez joke. Yeah, that's a George about Lopez. A couple of fighting and then I like, go, oh, you don't love me anymore. But, <laughs> and the I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> and then it's and then it's the follow up is you know I got my tools in your mom's house, so I'm not gonna leave you. <laughs> Oh, that's a marriage for you. Marriage. Yeah. And, and, I mean, again, relations, right? Relationships. You know, it's, there's. Humans. There's humans involved and context matters. And They even got one at work. Humans Relationships Department. They do. Yeah. Human relationships, (laughs) you know, or human resources. Sorry. Human resources. Uh Uh-huh. What does that even mean? Human resources? Humans are resources to make monies. That's such a. I never thought. That's a weird way to put it, right? Yeah, human resources. Like, are we gonna go and we're gonna get resources like water? This person gives me silver. (laughs) This person gives us lumber. (laughs) What are you guys building? (laughs) Can I exchange my wood for some concrete or I don't know what? Every HR department is represented by the Home Depot, sponsored by (laughs) Home Goods. Home Goods. Can I get some resources, Michaels? Such a weird way to put it. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, I mean, how come we don't have human resources? Human resources for what are human resources? Human resources for marriages. You know, you know what they are. Mm. Um, relationship counselors, or what are they called? Marriage counselors. Those are human resources for marriages. Because mm-hmm. they're, you know, they help you out. Yeah, that's a bad joke. Anyways, we're moving forward. No, I so, get it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! No, but I think that's uh, that's imperative, right? Because essentially, your relationship or your marriage, in this case, it really is like a living organism, all in itself. You two are attempting to live together, to cohabitate, to you're sharing everything. And then if this is like one of the things I I mentioned about marriage to other people, unsolicited, but I always say. If you're not willing to share every single aspect of your life, do not get married. Because if you're not, if you're not willing to do that, especially with somebody you love, supposedly, allegedly, it's not going to work out. Like it's not going to conduce. It's not conducive of a good marriage or a healthy marriage or a prosperous marriage or one that works. Like it really is like a living organism. It really is like, how would you put it? It's just like starting any any kind of project, any kind of idea. Like there has to be things put into place that you know that they're going to work well together, right? That make being in that relationship worthwhile, essentially. But if you want kids and they don't, there might that might present a problem later. Culture, religion, language, so, and so forth. Yeah. If both of your parents are not in agreement, again, it's it might pose some problems. It might get might. Yeah. Or it could repair. Who knows? Yeah. Or it can get better later. But again, there's, you're, you're just you got to line up these ducks in a row. Right. What I'm saying. Yeah, like the Anaheim Ducks, right? Almost, yeah. Yeah, you know, quack quack. What's that one movie with the guy, and they skate on the ice, and there's a bunch of young kids, and they don't like each other, but somehow or another they pull together and they win the championship. The Mighty Ducks. That's right. Oh, I think it's the Miracle on Ice. 
Oh, no, that's about the U.S. Olympics. Versus the commies. Versus the commies. So I keep, all, I, as, as we're going through this, I keep thinking, like, just it's just human relationships, right? Humans. Humans, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's hard. It's difficult. Well, it takes work. There's so much. There's work involved. I, I yes. mean, it shouldn't always be work. That's kind of. But you're, not sounds, gonna, you're not going to avoid it. That sounds miserable if it's always like, oh, I got to yeah. deal with this person again. Yeah, for sure. But you have to hash things out. And That's any relationship. Again, in order to be able to repair whatever social ills that we're dealing with. Like, I keep thinking that's the connection. Coach John Wooden, uh, he, he used to say to be, as far as relationships are concerned, a healthy relationship or successful relationship is when, oh, I already forgot the quote. <laughs> what a cliffhanger. Dang it. Come on, on man. On. You had us here. Everyone's on in, on the edge of their seat. Oh, this is what he said. It's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to be disagreeable. Something Ooh, to that effect. It's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to be disagreeable. I feel like I'm super disagreeable. You you are? Am I? Am I not? I, I always so. feel like I am. No. Sometimes I sometimes I feel like I'm a jerk. Anybody can be. Everyone can be a jerk. Yeah. We all have our jerk moments. Yeah, that's true. It's just a matter of knowing who you are right. and being like conscious, I guess, looking in the mirror every now and then. Okay, so then, okay. So how would you differentiate disagree, being, being able to disagree versus being disagreeable? I think uh, di- disagreeing, it shows or it reflects an attitude where you're being open, you're being honest about what you think. Whether or not you, you, that might create conflict if you're being true to yourself, you're being true to the relationship, true to the experience, then you're not going to hold back. You're going to share your thoughts, share your emotions, share your ideas. And I think ideally you could do that in person. It's, well, it's better suited in person versus right. typing it on your phone. Right. <clears throat> Which is harder to do in person. Whereas, yeah, whereas being disagreeable... The attitude or the approach is, well, I hate this person's guts, so no matter what, mm. I'm going to fight it out. I don't care to hear them out. I don't care that they have their own opinion. They're on the other team. Nope. They're, they're, they're bad. They bad. They bad. Me good. They bad. They bad. Yeah. Oh, okay. So a complete disregard mm-hmm. for anything. The Bible would refer to it as hate almost. Is that what it would refer to? <laughs> no, it is hate. Oh, my God. Because it says if you have hate for your brother, you've already committed murder. Ooh, say that again. If you hate your brother, you commit murder? Jury is killer. And you go straight to jail? Right to jail. No trial or anything? No trial, no nothing. Oh, my. I think my favorite part of that whole thing is the beginning where he's like, you shot like that, they put you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> right to the point right, right to yell It's funny actually uh, That picture I sent you I was with my dad And I shared Like the premise Of the whole joke And he actually thought It was pretty funny Really? Yeah I've never really I don't think I've ever Said anything to him That he thought was funny But that was the first time <laughs> And he's not Wait, what? Yeah At least Oh actually that's not true 
he just I think he I just think doesn't care say, for a laugh. No, I think what I meant to say is like I've never had him understand something because um, I feel like he doesn't understand like a meme. Yeah, like he, I don't think he just understands certain things. What? <laughs> <laughs> like he has no interest? Like I don't know because well, I think it's the I think our language barrier barrier. Like he speaks English. Uh huh. Um. But I think he just doesn't get it. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, I think if sense. I could explain something in Spanish, he'd be like, oh, I get you. you. Think it's, so his English is not strong enough to understand the colloquialisms, the meanings behind slang or... That, I think it's that. And that. also, like, just that he doesn't know the show. Like, he, he doesn't... I think that there's just limitations to his understanding. It, it just sounds like he's a man who doesn't have time for <laughs> these jokes. Me good, you bad. Yeah. No, well. <sighs> but he got this. Okay. No, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, we were talking a little bit about it when I mentioned my coworker Dwight from last, last week about the immigrant mentality. It's like my son here is telling, trying to tell me this joke, and he has no idea, like, wait, is your dad an immigrant? I'm, gonna, I'm just jumping. Yeah. I'm jumping uh, conclusions. Wow, how here. dare you? Yeah. Our, okay, I just came up with a new name for our show then. Sons of immigrants. Anyway, sons of immigrants. We should. We're both sons of immigrants. We should. Anyways, we have three names, people. We have privileges. Here we go. No, but do you my, want to? My, actually, we can talk about we, it. Anyways, yeah. no, but my my point is, you know, you we have we're. I know people kind of dismiss it, but first generation, second generation, Mexican American, whatever. We're not. I, I consider my dad, and my uncles. Those are real Mexicans. Yeah, like I, I can't, I can't pull that off. That mentality, like that level of like grit, like it's different. I, it's just different. They're built different. Yeah, like even like, like it's funny. Like I was talking to my friends about it. Even like the idea of like silk shirts, mustaches, botas, sombreros. Like I can't pull that off. Yeah, I'm no too way. young. Like and my wife doesn't like how that looks, and she, but I see my uncles do <laughs> oh it. Oh my god. I see my uncles and I'm like, oh man, that's actually like legit, yeah. like cool. Like I, growing up, I was like, man, that is so, that is so. Whack. I think it's an attitude. It's so, yeah, exactly. It's no. an attitude. But what I'm getting to, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to get to is like, for us, it's like, Dad, look, look at this hilarious meme, and Dad's like, I just work 12 hours. I'm tired. I don't have time. For yeah, <laughs> I have no time for a joke. I gotta... <laughs> nothing funny. Yeah. <laughs> like that does nothing for me right now. Yeah. I'm tired. Like um, that's. It just shows, like, how different, you know, just language, culture, yeah. like, mentality. It makes a big difference. It's huge. It's so funny, too. Actually, I was I was joking with him by saying that, that you've lived in the U.S. more than you have in Mexico. So you're... Literally, you're, he's more, more American. Yeah, I was going to say, I was telling him, like, you're more American than you are Mexican. He's like, no, I was born there. <laughs> no. no. I was like, but you, you live here for more years. And then he's like, no, there's no such thing as American, like that whole thing. I'm like, okay, well. Okay, bro. <laughs> you don't see Mexicans calling themselves Americans. No. They, 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 for them, American is anybody from North or South America. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, not even South Americans. They would, they'll, I'm saying I'm Brazilian or I'm Portuguesean or how do you say that? Portuguese. I'm Portuguesean. Portuguese. Portuguese is the language, isn't it? No. Both. Well, Portuguese... Is the language and the ethnicity? Uh, uh, no, it's the nationality. Nationality and the language? Yeah. I'm Portuguese? Oh, wow, well, I'm dumb. Like, when someone from Spain says I'm Spanish? 
I'm Spaniard. <laughs> I'm a Spaniard, but I'm Spanish. Ethnically, you've never heard. You, no one's ever told you oh, that you're well, Spanish. England, they would say I'm English. No, they wouldn't. What would they say? You're an American from England. No, you're an American. No, no, no. If I'm from England, I'm English. Yeah. So if I'm from Spain, I'm Spanish. If I'm from Italy, I'm Italian. I'm really talking about this right now. I'm just mind blown right now because I didn't. I, I, pretty sure I've never thought about it. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know. It's fascinating. <laughs> I know I'm weird. That's too much. I know I'm weird. Well, I mean, in light of Hispanic Month, you know, that's still a thing going on right now. Uh, might be. I know there are some criticisms because um. The whole colonization criticism and whatnot, but wait, wait, say again. The colonization? Yeah, they're saying that Hispanic is a colon. It's like negative because of the colon because the Spaniards colonized the indigenous, and so that's their. It's it's derogatory, and it should really be Latino, but actually it should be Latinx and all that. You know the whole thing about that stuff. Labels, bro. It's all label, man. Made in China. <laughs> if we if we really want to reduce ourselves, right? Like these labels don't define you. They they might explain a little bit of who you are, but they really in the grand it describes describes parts you. of you, yeah. yeah. But it doesn't define you like completely. It can't. How can how you being a man does that completely define who you are? How could it? <laughs> I'm a man too. But you're a dad and I'm not. There you go. I'm more of a man. So I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I have baby. You, I no make, man. I make baby. I make child. I man. <laughs> go away. Go away. So I was thinking about like labels and boxes, right? When you get a label on a box, right? And you look at it. The ingredients. It describes the contents of the uh, um, said package, mm-hmm. but doesn't necessarily tell you everything about it. You have to, you know, uh, if, look into it. If <laughs> if you have no idea what a iPhone is, and someone gives you a box with an iPhone in there, and you're reading, excuse me, you're reading the description, what have you, the materials. Yeah, how would you, yeah, how would you know exactly what it is? Yeah, it's just it's just like these labels right here, right? Like. It's just words on a on boxes or whatever other materials it is. It's just nothing to. It's nothing that tells you. It doesn't like these. Okay, uh, we have these uh, peanuts or almonds or whatever it is, like Kirkland, right? And it's got all the ingredients and all the label on it, and pictures of it and whatnot. But it doesn't tell you how it tastes, the texture. It tells you nothing. No. About the content. Like like. Uh, That's a good way of putting lemon it. Lemon flavored popsicles. You know it tastes like a lemon, supposedly, but that doesn't mean that... Is it hot? Is it cold? Is it what? Yeah. The content, bro. That's what I'm talking about. Orale, Holmes. All right. <laughs> I will say, though, um, if there's any way for us to figure out what theme we were talking about today, I would love to know what that is because I don't know. We were talking about friendships, relationships... What would you say is the theme, thematically speaking? How we interact with each other and how we treat each other. Oof, that's beautiful. See, I think that's I think that's the beauty of this, right? Is that we don't have to know what we're talking about. 
Um, what we will talk kind of helps a little bit. No? It does help a lot, actually. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> if we had some sort of agenda. Uh, that's another thing, too. I don't know. Do you, ha- do you have to have an agenda? I mean, be nice, you know, something. Oh, okay, well, let me, I want to know your agenda right now, sir, in this hearing. My agenda right now is to um, <laughs> not say anything dumb and, and try to make some sense. Orale. That's good enough. And I will say that that's our attempt every single day. Don't say anything dumb. Is try it? to make some sense. I would say so. I would say that's the goal majority of the time. Unless you're not trying to live in truth. That's kind of the key, right? That some people aren't living in truth. That's the argument. And I, I, and I think that's the um, biggest ingredient to <clears throat> all relationships, right? Is that, if, as we alluded to um, previously, is that there's got to be some trust between the two individuals or the within that relationship. Because without that trust, well, how how do you build anything, right? How do you build a life? How do you build... Um, the relationships, right? So you would always kind of be looking behind your behind your back in a sense, right? You're always kind of wondering what's going to happen rather than taking that person at face value in a way, like as that person presents themselves and and as you interact with one another, not necessarily being concerned about their motives, right? You're kind of just... Not thinking about it, right? You're just talking, you're interacting, you're building a relationship, and it's kind of like well, that. That plays into the effect of uh, makes it easy in a sense. Well, yeah, and, and the, if we're all operating under the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's the core the anchor that that's keeping us together, then it's going to be a lot easier to operate. Yeah. A lot easier. Yeah. But then you get, that's where you get lost in the weeds, right? Cause then people are re- trying to redefine as we were saying earlier, what does love mean and who is my neighbor? Right. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's certain, there's certain principles that need to be addressed, need to be understood or in, in one sense, even, generally accepted for a society to function i mean that's that's what we're seeing with the hearings right originalists you know do we look at the constitution as it was written as a living document or not how do we how how do we want to it's the same thing with the bible right in scriptures are we reading it as it is written or are we infusing what we want it to say exogenesis versus exogenesis no already lost it which you know i think again i as i'm interact with scriptures more and more it's 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 so fascinating how like expansive it is right in terms of like dealing with those human relation human relationships dealing with the different instances of as you mentioned the golden rule and how would how do we treat others you know those are some of those things if if you hate your brother you've you've murdered him right those are all the things we deal with so okay so speaking of those the two greatest commandments right or the greatest commandment to love 
your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. The second one is like it, to love your neighbor. So essentially what we're seeing is a product of we can't love our neighbors because we are not loving God. Right. That's the whole, that's, a, that's the anchor. That's the core of, of. You can't go to B. You have to go A to B. Right. And so we're trying to bypass A. And then now we were at B and we're not going to do that one either because only certain people are deemed worthy of, of my love because my love is so like good to give away. Yeah. Love wins, you know, <laughs> isn't, yeah. isn't that the thing? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's true. Right. We, we, we totally, um, we're just bypassing these ideas. Yeah. We're bypass we're bypassing where we're minimizing love is helping this person. Right. It's good for them. Yeah. And it's good for ourselves as well. We need to make laws about how we do this. Yeah, that'd be nice. Huh. I wonder if we have those. Well, see, that's where that's where my, I guess, political viewpoints come out. Your political persuasion or your beliefs, political preference. Something. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. No, no, but it's... it's. No, you know what I'm talking about? Referring to? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. No, <laughs> No, but that's okay. So that's the idea for some people. Right? We need to make a policy. We turn this into a policy in right. order for for justice to be remedied, to mm-hmm. be exacted. When in reality, it starts with the individual. It starts with you. How is it that like we were talking about money earlier? How do you spend your money? Where do you give towards? How, are you applying the same doctrine to your own life? Right. Yeah. Or do you just want? Do you want people to for, be forced into doing what you believe in your way? And yeah, and are you acting out those same morals or principles? Are you living? Are you yeah? Are you living up to the that code? The, those those ethics? Are is that part of your daily, you know, daily life? Yeah. And I think that, a lot of times we don't we don't live up to our, even our own standards. No, we can't. So how do we expect others to live up? To the standards that we've imposed on them. No. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It's confusing. Right? I mean, that's what, that's what legislation is. That's what policy is. We're imposing what we would want. We're, we're setting standards and imposing them on others, essentially. And expecting them to abide by, but not necessarily keeping ourselves accountable, as we have seen time and time again. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really confusing. It's weird, weird, weird that people would operate that way. Yeah, because I mean, you yourself, you can't help everybody. No, you can I mean, only. I don't want to. You can only. Well, th- that's the thing too, right? Maybe you don't have the capacity to. You don't have the time. You don't have the energy. You don't have the resources to do that. But. Or maybe I don't even know how to help other people. Or you don't know how to appropriately, right. You don't know how to appropriately help you. But if you do help one person, if everybody just helped one person, this would all be a lot easier. Yeah. If everyone helped one person, that would that would go a long way. Like on a daily basis, like you're going to help somebody. Yeah. One person. That's all it takes. Just yeah. one person. Set, set their path on a different direction. And because, because see, that because then that goes into M... My my brother's keeper, right? Who is your you know? Who is your neighbor? 
it's the person next to you. It's the person, the people that are around you that are in your life, in your life that are, right? They're being affected one way or another by the person that you are. You can, be, you can negatively impact those people or you can positively impact them. Yeah, it's, it could be very indirectly too without yeah, even realizing it, it. And and that's and sometimes that's what that's appropriate. Sometimes, right? Like you can you can do a good deed that goes unnoticed that doesn't carry any kind of recognition or any kind of right? It's it's it reminds me of I was thinking about this earlier actually about uh ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. You throw a, a rock Pay, into a pond. Paying it, paying it forward, sorry. R- r- paying it forward, right? The idea oh. of that movie. Anyway, sorry. No, yeah, when people do that, right, like a Starbucks or whatever, it's like, oh, I'm paying for their order, too, and then that person be, pays goes, for the person behind and, them. Yeah, I think there was some record of, like, 15 people in a row or something, I forget. At a Starbucks? I think it was a Starbucks, I forget where, but oh. I remember seeing it on the news or whatever. They're like, oh, it's so many. There's a guy that does that in Santa Ana for at the In-N-Out. Really? The one on Civic Center in Bristol. He's done it a few times, or him or him or her. I should say. They closed that one down, but I think they're going to be re- rebuilding yeah. it. No, but there's been, a, like, a few years ago, I remember there a few times that people were telling me that they would go to the drive-thru and they'd go to the cashier and they'd say, oh, by the way, uh, your meal's paid for. Like somebody goes into the In-N-Out and they drop down, like, 10 grand or whatever it was. Wait, what? Yeah. You haven't heard about the story? No. What kind of something that are you? Dude, I go there all the time. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't see you there, eh? <laughs> You're like, I'm there all the time. No, I mean, I, that's just one story, but I'm sure it's happened before in other cases. Ten grand, though? I don't know how much, but it was like a ridiculous amount. Like, it literally, like, the the, the amount stayed, the the fund stayed for, like, a, a good hour or two. People just... That's it? One hour? Ten grand? How many people... That's a lot of... Look how many people go in there. I want to know how much they make. No, I don't know. I don't know, if it was, I don't know if it was an hour or not, but I know, like... It's quite. It it's was quite a, a bit. It lasted a while. That's impressive. Anonymous. Yeah, and no one. Totally anonymous. Yeah. Just some guy, some girl, some gal, Somebody. some lady. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, man, that's really neat, actually. Yeah, I mean, well, paying, doesn't paying like, it forward, well, right? It, who, what's his name? Has a record, uh, Shaq. He went Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal for I forgot how many years ago he went to uh, Walmart, and he's like, "I'm gonna pay for everything on layaway." He literally paid like everything on layaway for that Walmart, and it was like thirty five thousand or something, sixty grand. Dang. It was during Christmas. Wow, something like that. But is that is? But then I think about like is that incentivizing bad um, uh, behavior in terms of like. Getting things that we don't, we don't really need well, no, or like, you know. Well, well no, 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 no. Because that's, that's Dave Ramsey's uh, whole thing with la- like people should be practicing layaway. Right. Oh, but also on the flip side, right, is when we get to a certain point in our life, we want to be able to give and give abundantly or something like that. I think I forgot he says it. Give graciously or, or what is it? Well, yeah, because it says God loves a cheerful giver, first of all. So you can't. You can't really forcing people to give is not the way that God set it up. Cheerful meaning voluntarily, meaning happily, not begrudgingly. Just hey, here you go. No, no incentives. This no. is something I totally believe with or agree with, and I want to do this. I'm not gonna miss the money or whatever. Regret it. Yeah, 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 
Yeah, it's true. Layaway, that makes sense, right? We're being smart. We're not going to get it right now. Maybe we're going to save and then we'll get it later. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we want to be we want to be cheerful givers because it's it's cleansing, right? It's good for the heart. And what well, did you say this? It shows that their fists aren't clenched to the point where they can't let go. Right. Yeah. I forget where I got that from. So that's we'll attributed to, to the person. But yeah, unless makes, I made it up. That makes sense, though. I think I saw somebody say this. Who said this? Somebody tell me. I've heard it before. Yeah, basically, if if your if your hands are open, you can receive and give freely. But if you're always clenched, clenched and greedy, well, you can't receive nor give. So right. you're kind of just a heart of stone. If there's you will. no there's no growth. There's no fluidity. Nope, none at all. You're just stuck in the same place, there, buddy. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> you sound like the Hodge twins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good show. Every time it's a good show. How do you guys decide this? They're, they're so funny. They're, they're well, they're comedians. So. I, I I just love that. That they're brothers, twins, and comedians. They're just huge dudes, like incredible. Workout dudes. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. So to to land this plane here, sir. Oh like, yeah, I thought it was a train. You know, if to, too the, many too many planes. Back to the future part three, his train did fly. <laughs> Did it? I forget. Yeah, it was three. Was it flying? It was Doc when he went when they went to the Wild West. Wild Wild West. Yeah, I'm not with Will Smith. I think what we're we're hoping and and trying to explore here is we're trying to get at. At the end of the day, if we want to repair whatever ills that we see in our world, if we can take it upon ourselves and be our brother's keeper. And help one person, perhaps maybe once a day or however frequently you're able to. Perhaps that would set our nation on the right course or the world on the right course. You know what I mean? So the hope is that within our own relationships, and I think that's the challenge, right? I want to challenge myself to do the same thing as to do everything I can in my power to uh, set and continue strengthening the marriage right because i think that's important with family and children and whatnot so that's my um that's my challenge to myself so that's what i'm taking from this today's conversation to clean your room yeah actually i do need to go clean my room to set your house to set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world is that a pre preview to the next chapter the next rule that we're going to discuss perhaps that was a good segue, sir. Could be. I don't know. I think it is the next one. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Leaving people on the edge of their seats, I see. So what do you think? What do you? What are some takeaways for you? Today? Not tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow's not promised. Ooh, uh, thanks. I love these. Uh, well, just that, that, yeah, it's... You're going to create a lot of us, anyway, if we have the means or the opportunity. You have a lot more say in, in creating the world that you inhabit. Mm. And your friendships, your relationships have a lot to do with it. Your friendships, friendships and relationships are indicative of your health, your mental health, your, right? your, well, yeah. your well-being, because... You're disconnected from everybody, 
I mean, that it's going to show that you're something's off. Yeah. Something's not being addressed. Something's not. I mean, I uh, I felt really bad last night when we were texting and, and back and forth regarding um, the Biden family story of corruption and what have you. Right. And I told you that uh, I saw the pictures of of Hunter Biden with his his uh, binges, right? That came out. I mean, aside from like all the political stuff, like just on the personal level, just on the personal level, I was just thinking, I'm like, I think that's really sad that for well, one, his dad Joe Biden is obviously cogn- cognitively speaking, like he's just not what he used to be. It's not there's a decline. I decline. Mean, yeah. the, the the age, what have you. And he's put in this position where he's the nominee for one of the two parties in the U.S. for for executive office. And I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I think it's just sad because, well, one, Joe Biden Jr., he's passed on. You know, he died of a brain tumor or cancer. Yeah, I think so. So he's not in the picture anymore. And then his other son hunter like he has his own set of problems so i just thought it was like sad like from a personal level from a familiar level of the dad can't take care of himself and can't take care of his son nor can the son take care of himself or his dad right granted like yeah i'm sure they have like other family or quote unquote their handlers but just from that perspective of like Oh yeah, there's a lot of chaos going on. It's right like now. A breakdown yeah, in the family. Yeah, like I just, I don't know. I just kind of felt bad for, yeah. for them. And I think, yeah, I think we get so caught up, like you're saying, and the implications politically speaking, but just yeah, on that human level, it's like it's just sad to see. You don't want that to happen. You don't want to see that. You don't want to wish ill on somebody like yeah. that and just be like, yeah, who cares about these people? Let them, you know wither get old and die and no like that's like beyond the whole politics and disagreeing with a lot of his um beliefs and policies and what have you um yeah how are we treating our our how are you treating your neighbor yep that's that's yeah that's important yeah that was good i like it it's it's important for us to to recognize that and, and speak that because we get caught up in Whatever it is. And, well, and like I was telling my friends that yesterday too about they were sharing, I forget what, about a Trump supporter or a anti-Trump person. And I was like, I don't know what bugs me more. Like Trump is my savior people or people with <laughs> TDS. Yeah. It, it, they're, like, they're both they're very the off. Bucket. They're both very, off, very off-putting. And I guess what I got like thinking about it yesterday having this conversation with my friends, I was like, I don't think that's what God wants for us is to you love and you worship somebody so highly and you guard them so highly or the after or the not the after the opposite end of that is complete animosity and hate towards an individual. Right. Yep. Cause I'm like, that's not going to do you anything, anything good. Right. It's not, what's the verse? Um, the, the fruits that we bear when we hate somebody, like, let me see if I can, Bring this one up again. You're gonna look into it. I'm gonna look into it, folks. We're gonna we're gonna close on this right here. Hmm. I think this is a good one to close on. Like my whole point with my friends was like, I just don't think it's healthy, spiritually speaking. From if we're looking at it from a Christian perspective or from uh, that avenue, right? Of of loving the neighbor, loving God, 
And yeah, it's fine to disagree with people to, you know, just, yeah, to disagree or to, to, um, let's see if I can find this one. It's okay to be, to disagree, but not be disagreeable. Yeah. John Wooden. Mr. John Wooden. Oh, I can't find it. Hold on. Hmm. He's looking into it, people. This was just yesterday. The verse in regards to the fruit of our hatred, animosity, wickedness, darkness. Uh, where is it? Ah. Galatians 5.19. This dead air is like Killing me now. <laughs> I know. We're just cliffhanger over here. Okay, 519. This is what it says. Let me actually let me start with. Well, this is, whole thing is really good. I need to go back all the way to. From Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> let me start from there. I'm just going to start from one because uh, this is our podcast and I can just do whatever we want. want. <laughs> just to give it some better uh, framework or yeah. context. Uh, Galatians 5 verse 1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subjected again to a yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been, you have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by law. You have given, sorry, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, by faith, are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion did not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. I have confidence in you and the Lord that you will adopt no other view, but the one who is disturbing you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. But I, brethren... If I still preach circumcision, why am I still persecuted? Then the stumbling block of the cross has been abolished. I wish that those who were troubling you would even mutilate themselves. For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, this is where I wanted to get to the whole point of 
All this. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and the things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. For those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. It's definitely a lot of self-reflection, right, when it comes to are we producing fruits of the flesh or fruits of the Spirit? What, what is it? What what are the ideas that we're abiding in? Yeah, like I said, are we wow. are we bringing in all these conversations? Right? Are we bringing Christ to the table, to the table of these ideas, or are we saying, you know what? Let me bring these ideas to the to the throne of Christ at His feet. How do these things stack up to Him? Not not the opposite, not the reversal of how does Jesus stack up to this agenda or that movement or this philosophy. Because, I mean, that's, that's essentially how we get to truth, mm-hmm. right? It's, is this abiding within God's word? Yeah. Is this bearing fruit of God's spirit? That's a good one, yeah. I think that's, yeah, I mean, I'm... It's not from us. We can't create this righteousness on our own. We're not, we have, the uh, kingdom of God is not, creating righteousness by our own means, our own strength, our own understanding. Because we don't have a, a very fruitful, fruitful or rather even like a meaningful sense of righteousness apart from, from God, apart from his spirit. Because you look at even, uh, we were listening yesterday, right? It's Bible study that even the idea of cities is not something that was created by God. This idea was not created. It's not established or created by God. Because it says, right, we learned yesterday about Abraham. It says Abraham was looking for a city whose maker was God. A city not built by human hands. Mm-hmm. So this is all corresponding with the kingdom of God. And so it's what kind of world are we creating? Are we abiding in those scripture? Are we abiding in God's truths? And in that kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, or are we just, hey, this is right and this is wrong, this is what I think, and I'm going to exercise these things politically or, or in, as an activist or what have you. Not that there's nothing to gain from that or glean from that, but ultimately, how does this reflect Christ? How does this abide in God's word? Yeah, are we, or, le- are we leaning on our own understanding versus leaning right. on God? Is, it, is this idea being obedient to Christ? Right. Yeah. That's one that's 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 one way to close. That's one way to close. I mean so just yeah, in our friendships are we doing the same? Are we living truthfully, honestly? Man. You're in your marriages. That was good, dude. That was beautiful, honestly. I feel like it really brought it together. Capsulated hopefully the message we want to put out there. 
We want to be able to, yeah, repair those relationships. Mm-hmm. And, and we're capable of that only when we are operating in the spirit with, you know, as I said, um, doing, was it operating with with faith Wa- with love or walking in faith with love? Walking, walking in step with the spirit. Yeah. So just something for all of us to think about. Amen. All right. Good, sir. Another one in the books. In the books. With 36? Six. Yeah. We're, we're third of the way to 100. Let's go. We're going to get there. All right, folks. We'll see you all next time. Good night.